Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Hello and welcome back. I am actually in the studio recording memorable in audiobook format and that's been super fun. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my book, Memorable Lessons to Leave a Legacy. And if you haven't checked it out yet, please do. It is um a big labor of love recording an audiobook and having to read pages and pages absolutely precisely um, out loud is uh is a real feat. So absolute acknowledgement to anyone who's ever recorded any amount of scripted text. It is a project, but I am enjoying it. You guys know I'm a talker and I enjoy to share things verbally. So it's definitely up my alley, but um learning a lot about narration and being precise and tone, just really honing in on on recording and speech. So that's fun. And if if you want to check out the audiobook, that'll be out in a few months. Um, if you want more of a traditional read on of a book, there's the paperback and hardcover as well as the EPUB that's already out. So check out the link in the show notes. You can grab a copy. I would love for you to check out Memorable and do a bit of an evaluation and, and maybe spruce up or kind of 10x if you're looking for it, you know, your career and your career trajectory and the legacy you're leaving behind through your work. So I hope you'll 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 check that out. I promised you guys a travel series and here it is. So today I want to start in the A's with Aruba. It's a place that has really captured my heart and I'm going to do my best not to gush incessantly about the the sunsets, although that's probably like the number one thing you need to know about Aruba from a natural beauty standpoint. There are many, but just the ocean and then the sunsets there, they really don't quit. And it's like pretty well every day you can expect a beautiful sunset um i've actually been astounded by how many beautiful sunsets i've seen in texas too but uh man aruba just takes the cake i'm an ocean person i love being by the sea and uh you definitely have that aruba is just north of venezuela if you haven't heard of it it's tiny island part of the abc islands aruba bonaire curacao bonaire and curacao are very known for the diving so beautiful wildlife and if you're a diver good spot. If you're a kite surfer, Aruba is really brilliant because there's a lot of wind. You're near the equator and it's one happy island, man. That's that's the slogan. You are dealing with lots of really happy people. Um, it's not perfect. No place is perfect, but man, does it get close to paradise in my definition of sun, sand, sea. So from a logistics perspective, if you're thinking of living there, um, they're, they're very tourist friendly. There are some spots to co-work and set up shop at cafes and do some work there, which I really love to do nearby the beach. And then on lunch or breaks, I'd go and play some volleyball on the beach, which I loved, or um, do some yoga at a yoga studio, Rachel Braithen's studio, which is actually closing, sadly, I've learned recently. But uh, I was I was living there when it was just kind of finishing up and opening. And so grateful to have helped with some stand-up yoga class, assisting and um, they did some really nice, really nice uh, yoga classes and the studio was nice and they had a cafe and yeah, I don't know when operations of that stopped, but it was, it was a nice addition to the island, I think. And, um, well, there are other communities that will, I'm sure pop up and are already in existence in other studios. So 
Um, if you're looking for a studio there, I'm sure you can find one, but that's where I was practicing while I was there. And they did a great job, I think, of bringing, bringing tourists in, giving that activity. Um, I'm not sure how strongly they integrated with the local community, but, um, but Hey, nothing is, nothing is perfect. And, and again, I, um, I do want to paint a realistic picture, but I'd say the biggest challenges I see on Aruba are that, yes, it's an island, it's small, they import a lot of food, which you can anticipate if you're a small desert, arid island, you're going to import a lot and they import a lot of the food from the U.S. And so you deal with the challenges of that, whether it's, you know, supply or selection. Um, that's just what you're going to get on a logistics level. So if you're thinking of staying there for a while, I mean, you can definitely get all kinds of food. I did not feel limited, but, you know, produce isn't grown locally lot of livestock like it's not local locally sourced eggs and and things so i mean you can but it's just more like big box store from and and imported from the u.s is what you're going to get on a food on a food basis but um you know what a brilliant community of locals that comprise themselves of you know locals true locals that grew up on aruba and then you've got people that are from the netherlands because aruba is a dutch colony so that's a cool twist and if you've got kids or are thinking of educating on the island um it is just so awesome to me that children are learning english spanish dutch and papiamento the local language so that's a huge draw i think to expose your kids and yourself to multiple languages is is a brilliant thing although I love languages, so another bias of mine, but something to note. Um, I always felt remarkably safe there, there, unless you're somewhere in the dead of night, um, which and there are areas in the south of the island where you might want to kind of watch yourself. But uh, generally speaking, I had no issues uh, um, if you if you kind of employ common sense. I think traveling as a, a woman by myself, driving around, walking around, uh, I really had no issues Orange that up to Nord and, and just even driving the whole island, like on the, I would say on the east side. So Aruba's kind of slanted facing northwest um, in direction. And so, you know, you've got the north side of the island with Nord and that's kind of northwest, but the northernmost tip and then goes down to the southeast corner. And, uh, you know, the east side of the island is far more turbulent water, like you're really dealing with. I don't know if you can say turbulent water, but <laughs> um, really kind of more waves, a bit harsh because it's not, it's facing out to the Caribbean Sea. And then the Western part of the island you're dealing with, well, less waves because it's facing Venezuela. And so it's facing toward a huge continent. Um, so you're dealing with less waves, although, you know, sometimes the beaches will have seaweed that come up on it. Obviously, if you're staying at the Ritz or the Hyatt or anywhere in Nord and those resorts, they clean up the beach of any that debris, but even without it, I mean, there's a place, Mangalhalta, which is like stunningly blue water um, in between Nord and the airport. And what a beautiful spot to go swim. The water kind of comes up to your waist and uh, you have these roots of trees and it's in the water and it's just crystal clear, like turquoise, that Caribbean, kind of what you think you're going to get out of a magazine. So I can't say enough about the natural beauty you have. Um, a huge national park that has cacti and lots of hills and very arid, but it's fascinating, right? Cause you're on this rock in the middle of, in the middle of the, of the ocean of the sea. And so 
you know, it's, it's dry and it's arid and it's sunny a lot. And you're dealing, I mean, it's like 365 days of sun. If it rains, it's such a small Island that if it rains, you've got rain for maybe 30 minutes. Like, I mean, it could come and go, but you're not dealing with like weeks and weeks of 24 hours a day rain. It just doesn't happen from my experience. Um, again, there can be storms. It's, it's not a hundred percent, but certainly you'll get some sun every single day, which if you're in, you know, Florida, you've got the rainy season, eh, you still get sun, but there's more humidity. I find Aruba is just this dry heat that really resonates with me. I, it just goes well with, with who I, my body and how, how I enjoy heat. So, um, that's kind of a lay of the land in terms of, you know, logistics, I guess it's about five hours flight from Toronto. So New York, Toronto is five hours. Miami's like two ish. Um, and so anywhere else, you know, if you're coming from Europe might have a longer go. Um, but, uh, so it's, it, it does call in a lot of East coasters, you know, that come in and do vacations, whether it's on Eagle beach or Palm beach. Um, you've got Orangistad on the, let's say in the middle of the Island. And then coming up that West side, you have Eagle beach and then Palm beach. There's, uh, Linda's Dutch pancakes, which I have to do a shout out to because, uh, that's a funny story. I actually got my first little bit of Bitcoin from the the owner there. Uh, he's very kind. I was having pancakes, really good Dutch pancakes there. And, uh, you know, he comes over and we're chatting about, well, Bitcoin. And that was just when it was kind of getting going, you know, and, uh, he gave me a dollar's worth of Bitcoin and, uh, yeah, I checked on it. It was like 30 or 30 bucks and 50 bucks and 70 bucks at some point. Like it's kind of fluctuated in value, but just one of those things. I always kept it in this wallet, just this $1 on its own kind of seeing where, where that whole concept has evolved over the years and what a lovely person and, and conversation. And just, um, he's, he's really, they, they do strive to be customer centric there, which I like with a restaurant because customers are your are your lifeblood of any business, right? And they really do treat their customers well. So that's a good spot for pancakes if you happen to be around. Um, I'll have to get them to give me some more Bitcoin for my for my ad placement there. I'll have to contact uh, Aruba One Happy Island Tourism too, and maybe they should be sponsoring this show too. So, hey, hit me up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would say uh, you'll probably, you know, there's some selection of Airbnbs. It's been more in, in recent years. You've got houses that are kind of just off the the water in Nord that you can rent out. And so there's that option. They're definitely like more timeshare. Like people will rent out certain spots for, you know, a week of the year. And some people buy them and then have like a week that is their week. And every year consistently, you'll have these people that have been coming to Aruba for 15, 20 years for the same, you know, week 14, week 18, week 12. Um, and so it's interesting how these friendships are forged of, of these different American families within Aruba. And it really is kind of that kind of, it is that sort of place where people kind of go and they keep going back. It kind of magically draws you in. And I think it's because it is truly magic. I mean, there's just something to the sand there that's so beautiful and sunsets. I think I've got a friend in mind that she would say, you know what, get out of here. If you go to Cayman or Turks, uh, Grand Cayman or Turks and Caicos, you know, you're getting a better, you know, it's just better. Um, I think those three kind of get on par in terms of price. I would say Cayman is probably a bit more expensive than Aruba, but you know, they're kind of premium offerings like Aruba, Grand Cayman and Turks and Caicos are kind of premium Caribbean, if you will, or at least that's how they've been historically positioned. And, um, you know, I mean, yeah, Turks and Caicos, I've been there. It's got beautiful snorkeling as well. 
white sand, great weather. I just haven't spent as extensive amounts of time. So, you know, this is a, an episode about Aruba and I'm here to share my experience of, you know, spending months and months and, and have, you know, trips. I've, I've started going to Aruba when I was 15 and went pretty well every year from 15 to maybe 14 until, I don't know, 19 and then stayed for many months on and off in my 20s. So, you know, I've spent a good amount of time on Aruba to the point where I feel like I can really speak on it from a, from an educated place in terms of my experience. So that's why, you know, Aruba, but yes, there are other destinations and yes, you can consider those, uh, if you're making travel plans, but I think Aruba is worth putting on your list and, uh, putting on the map because of, well, if you like snorkeling, it's got that. If you like kite surfing, it has that. His beautiful beaches. There's an island, Renaissance Island, that's just off of sort of where the airport is, and they have flamingos there, and so that's kind of a touristy draw. Um, you have Madame Jeanette's, which is a nice restaurant that I'd add to the list there if you want to go. Um, there are a bunch of restaurants in Nord that you can literally walk across the street of whatever resort you're staying at and go there. It's not much of an all-inclusive island like some some spots are really known for all inclusives i think the only one i know of is the ryu there so most of them are not all inclusive you can purchase all inclusive options at some of them but most people will kind of go get their hotel and then go out to eat at the different restaurants around highly recommend renting a you know a jeep or something and doing the whole island and seeing the northeast part that's a bit more rugged and the waves like i said a bit more choppy and intense and then you have the national park with lots of cacti and, and hills and different, uh, bit of a different scenery from being on the water. Cause it's very, as I said, arid and desert like, so, you know, you have options. There's a bird sanctuary, butterfly farm. You have, you have different things you can go out and see. I don't know that you need a car the whole trip in Aruba. I had a car the whole trip and really, well, the whole trip, the whole time I was there, not every time I went there, did I have a car? So obviously before I drove, I didn't. And that's perfectly fine if you want to have like an all-inclusive type of feel, right? You just go to the hotel, you get a taxi, go to the hotel, lay out on a beach for a week. If that's your prerogative, uh, it's also a great wind down place. I did a bunch of yoga at uh, Yoga Girl, Rachel Brayton, the studio that's there. I know it's closing, so maybe not the best of recommendations anymore, but um, there's lots of stand-up yoga and learning how to be on a stand-up paddle and do yoga is a balancing act in and of itself. So that's a fun fun activity. If you haven't tried that anywhere in the world, it's a good activity. Um, but I would, I think was really great there was I, it really plugged me into a community. And as I said, in my last episode, talking about being a digital nomad, I think if you're, if you're thinking about sticking around somewhere, plugging into a local community is what makes it feel, you know, more homey and less lonely. And there were many days on Aruba that I did feel lonely if I didn't reach out for that, but it definitely exists. And so I, I had my I had my my friends and my group of people that I could reach out to. And it wasn't ever the same as like my childhood friends that I'd known for, you know, 10, 20 years, the people that I've known for a long time. It's not quite the same, but you can build friendships with people that are also living on the island to work and play. And, you know, you run the risk of like any tourist destination, people, you know, coming in and out. I had my fair share of kind of crushes on people that I would meet when playing beach volleyball. I loved it. I would work and then go and play beach volleyball and then go and um, work some more and then go swimming every night and then watch the sunset. And that was, you know, like everyday thing. I think I, my aim was to watch as many sunsets as possible. Sometimes I'd be running late and I would just, you could just stop on the side of the road, literally anywhere. And because 
you're never too far from the ocean. So I would just kind of make a detour and quickly stop and always watch it. And it just felt like such a, such a beautiful way to be grateful for, for this life. I mean, there's just something so magical about sunset to me, um, which I've seen some beautiful sunsets in many different places of the world, but Aruba, I think in terms of sunset over the ocean for me really captured my heart. Um, it's just so magical, peaceful. It's this feeling of completion that, uh, is very gratifying in some, in some very primal or physical way. Like it just feels like, Oh, you know, end of a day. And I really, I am so grateful that I had this day. That's, that's a feeling when I watch a sunset, I feel like, wow, really just grateful that I got to, to be here for this one. Um, so that's the feeling that, that, that inspired in me and hearing the waves and being either in the water or on the water, by the water, um, just does it for me. So again, that's my personal opinion. I'm very biased, but man, does Aruba do beach sunsets like, uh, well, it's in its own fashion. It's very, very majestic and magical. So I think that's what you can expect from like a little tourist blurb in terms of stories. You know, my friend said, well, if you do a travel series, you have to do stories. <laughs> and I feel like I have, you know, if you, if you stay somewhere for months on end, you really compile many. I feel like there were so many nights of going out, dancing, and just, it, I always felt safe, which was really important. I think as, you know, as a woman going out on the town to go dancing, and if you're drinking, you want that feeling. And um, I, I have to say, I really felt that on the island. And I felt like I had local connections and friends that really looked out for me, but even tourists, there's just, you know, not only is there a tourist area, which, you know, any, any place you go kind of has the tourist bars or tourist spots. Uh, but I just, I just felt, I felt so free living there and, and so safe and just, um, it, it, just thinking on the feeling, I, I want to convey the feeling of the place because I think, you know, I could, I've shared a few kind of spots to go check out and there are many more, um, in terms of restaurants. And I'm sure you could look up a list of, of great restaurants there that, you know, like I said, Madame Jeanette's and you've got, uh, Yemenia's, which is near to Arundestad. But I think for me, Aruba in terms of a feeling was this kind of feeling of, of, um, home, you know, in a way and of, happiness and this freedom, carefree feeling. Um, you know, it can be, it could be the time of my life as well, you know, so that's got to be factored in, but it was like, if I wanted to go out on a boat or a catamaran, I could find a, a person that I knew or a tour if I didn't, and just kind of, you go out on your Saturday and you're on a boat and you can go fishing, or you can just go out and be on the water, go snorkeling, be with a group of complete strangers if you want, <laughs> or, you know, get the boat for yourself. And, uh, it's, it's one of those things growing up in Canada where, you know, yeah, in the summers you have cottage season and you can go on a boat with, you know, if someone has a boat or you have a boat, you can go to the cottage, but this is just like being out on the open waters. It's this really free liberating feeling if you like water, which I do. So one, one maybe counterpoint to that would be okay, but you're on an Island. It is a small Island. You can drive kind of North to South and an hour, hour and a half max, I guess, if you've got traffic on the main road. Uh, so, you know, sometimes you've got traffic with goats <laughs> on, on residential or smaller streets, you might have goats or some kind of animal, uh, blocking up the road. So there's that. 
which is kind of fun. Again, growing up in Canada, you don't see too much of that. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a different pace of life. It's slower. Lots of people are on vacation. People that aren't, a lot of people work in hospitality. They're the, so friendly. I remember one of my first trips to Aruba, um, again, like 15 and, uh, you know, there's Ruby and Jimmy and Eric from Occidental and that's a weird state. And they're just like lifelong friends. I cried, I cried, I cried to leave that Island. And then luckily our plane, our flight was delayed and we got to go back to the, the hotel for some reason. I just remember feeling like, yes, I do not want to leave this place. Um, and that was very rare for me. That was very, very rare for me to feel attached to somewhere. Um, there are very few places on earth, man, it's like tearing me up. <laughs> um, there are very few places that I feel attached to because, you know, um, life, life changes. And I, I've had a lot of change in my life and I'm grateful for the change and the fact that I'm adaptable, but there are very few places, people and things, especially that I really hold dear and, and tight to my close to my chest, you know, cause well, I've experienced a lot of loss as, as we all have. And so I think it's just, um, one of those things where, you know, I don't, if my car changes, if my, you know, I don't have like a favorite watch, I don't need, like, I'm not a very hold on to things kind of person in, on a broad scale. I like to kind of downsize, minimalize, like I have some, obviously I have things, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's rare for me to really feel at home somewhere. I can feel at home anywhere, I guess, in some sense, um, because of how much I've traveled, but for a place to really touch my heart is, is I think rare or more rare, you know, all places are, have things that I, um, I greatly admire and every place I've ever visited has something I can point out and say, wow, super unique about this spot or wow, really appreciate this about this place. I can always find something to appreciate. But it doesn't always touch my heart in the way that Aruba really did. And it captured my heart in so many ways. And the people there captured my heart. The place, the natural beauty of the of the island absolutely captured me. And um, I was so grateful to have had the opportunity to to stay there and have had the the opportunity to to stay with a family friend and and have that living option from a living situation option, but also uh, you know, just feel the feel fully embraced by the local community. And I made some really great friends. So yeah, that trip when I was 15. So the plane gets uh, delayed and I'm, I'm at the resort and we get to go back and I'm just like so over the moon and I hugged all the, all the staff and just felt like, yes, I get to stay and had had the rest of the afternoon on the beach, but I just sat with them and, and I felt so accepted and, and loved there. And I loved the beach volleyball, man. Do I enjoy beach volleyball? Um, haven't been able to play it much after my my car accident because, well, after a traumatic brain injury, you don't want to get hit in the head with a volleyball. But uh, <laughs> but it is just, I think it would be easy to reduce Aruba to you know a tourist destination with hotels, and you could just say it's this touristy spot, and you could probably go there, stay in a hotel, and then go to Turks and Caicos and Jamaica and Mexico. And if you, if you compare them from a hotel standard, you know, yeah. Okay. Ruba has premium hotels. They have the Ritz, they have the Hyatt. They're nice. Um, you know, you could, you could be surface level like that, but like with anything, right. The place is really in the people. I think my, that's been my experience. The place is always the people, the, what makes something magical. 
are the stories that you have to tell about your experiences there, the people you met, the it's the food you ate, which gives you this sense of the the palate, which is the taste of the people, you know, which I think in Aruba you're dealing with really, it's, it's like you have Dutch, you have all kinds of, you know, Americanized options, of course, but the local cuisine, you have just the most amazing fish and locally caught seafood. That's one thing when, you know, they import a lot of stuff, but you can get some great seafood there. So if you don't eat that, you are, you are missing out. Um, and you know, Aruba from a feeling to me is, you know, this great big hug and they, they call it one happy Island. And I wouldn't say, you know what? No, not people are not, it is a happy Island, but people are not happy 24 seven, but that's, I don't think it's one happy Island because you have to be happy or fakely happy all the time. I think what it has is such a tight knit local community of people that really care for each other. Um, I think you have a, a decent quality of life for locals in comparison to other tourist destinations that just utilize them for, you know, labor, but there's not that standard of living. Um, Aruba runs off the U S dollar. And so I think that does elevate standard of living. You have doctors from the Netherlands that come and, and practice in Aruba and you have locally trained doctors that are trained at a, at a high level, I think. So I think the, the affiliation with the Netherlands and the affiliation with the United States and in combination with the, the locals willingness to kind of learn and grow because of the influence of these different cultures has just set up Aruba to be such a, such an interesting place where you, you'll see on the the street names, even like you've got some more kind of Spanish sounding, you've got like very Dutch sounding, very, very Dutch sounding um, streets. And so this, this is this really nice mix of how Dutch and Spanish culture can come together and I think it's made this really warm loving also very organized orderly version of a Caribbean island that um, makes it you know again not without fault I've been to you know the the utilities company there when there is an issue and if power goes out and you know you're kind of waiting and it's not as efficient as if you go to a Swiss government office where you are getting um, swift rules and regulations. I think there's still a bit of island life and, and the lax approach, but you know what? For me, for my personality type, I'll take that. I love that. I love the bit of leeway. The, it's not a completely perfect, pristine place, but that's what makes it such a unique spot is that you have this intermingling of Dutch order and rules and and kind of that very precise type of approach but then Dutch people are also hilarious like there's just such a unique sense of humor that from the Dutch people that I meet that uh, is so fun and uh, so you you know you have that and a, and a lightheartedness there along with locals that are just really loving and a tight-knit community and so it can feel hard to to break in you know it can feel hard to break into that community for sure if you're not a local but uh but you just, it's this warm embrace of a place. When I, when I think of Aruba, I think of this free, fun, loving, very outdoor culture where I get to swim and swim and walk and play volleyball on the beach. And I just, I had so many fun times celebrating my birthday right on the water, watching the sunset going on catamarans. It's, uh, you know, a night out dancing and then waking up and, Going to Eduardo's Beach Shack, it's such an institution, I think, <laughs> right right beside Playa Linda, um, the resort. 
and Eduardo's and you get this pitaya bowl, it's dragon fruit and it's all red and you just kind of, you know, have a beach day and enjoy a, a smoothie bowl or a smoothie or, or something from there and kind of walk the beach. And, and it's just this, um, simple in the best possible way, the existence, it's just simple, but in the best possible way. And there's so much love, uh, so much love that I experienced there. So again, not, not without fault, not without challenges. Every place has, has its stuff. But, uh, I think, I think if you're looking to fall in love on a beach with a beach and on a beach and, and, uh, you know, have a real, really magical time, I think Aruba is just this little, little rock just outside of, just off uh, Venezuela that, that has a very special mix of Dutch, Spanish, Aruban, the Papiamento, this culture that uh, is really something unique in this world. So a couple other spots, I'd say Mumba Beach is another bar, you know, kind of the younger crowd goes there to dance and, and do their thing. It's right on the beach. And so you can dance and enjoy music on the water. So that's a fun spot. Um, there are a couple different piers that you can check out, but Pelican Piers where I celebrated my birthday one year and they have karaoke there some nights. And so that's really fun to, <laughs> their staff is actually, they'll have staff sing and it's always just like somebody miraculous and you're like what are you doing on this like random small island and you just sing like Adele and you're amazing so uh that's that's kind of a sight to behold if you want some karaoke on a on a random evening and and you know so just a few little kind of key spots like that that just make it special and um you know unique and then the families that go there really are kind of these like families that have been going for 10 15 20 years i know i know a few families like that that just aruba's their spot and so you kind of feel that in even the relationships you see on the beach with kind of families grouping together and people going to dinner together. It's just a really, you know, like most vacation destinations where people are hanging out and having a good time because they're off of work, they're happy. <laughs> and uh, that makes sense. And you see that anywhere. But again, to have the tenure of a spot that families travel regularly once a year or twice a year from New York to go and drive fly five hours to be there. And that's really their family spot and to see weddings and really kids grow up going to Aruba year over year over year um, is something that I don't know that you get in other spots a little bit less. So right. People will go one year to Mexico, one year to Dominican, one year to Jamaica, one year here, like they'll keep trying different spots, but Aruba has this draw, this magnetic pull, this, this thing that you just feel like you're on this magical beach somehow. And it's, it's the same elements, you know, like there are hotels, there are cute little restaurants and shops. And you would think, it's the same deal as everywhere else, but somehow the people that are drawn to Aruba and spend time on Aruba, there's this magical piece that, again, it's this loving freedom. This it feels just completely. You look out into the expanse of the water, and it feels like anything could be yours, and everything is possible. Uh, and and uh, again, sunshine pretty much every day is a big draw for me. So. Um, magical place that, you know, lots of families have these big, big, long histories there, whether they live there and are locals. And then of course they have this longstanding history or their tourists, tourist families that have kind of made it their second home or their destination. And they really love it. And uh, just thinking back, I'd love to go back. <laughs> it's been a while. So, uh, you know, it's my love letter to Aruba.
And, and I think the, what it does to bring people together and um, the natural beauty of, let's say the natural bridge that actually I think collapsed a bit, but there's a natural bridge. There's some ruins. There's an ostrich farm. You have rock formations, this outdoor, there's a donkey sanctuary, um, natural pools, hiking trails. And so there's all this natural beauty that you can, a cave too, Fontaine cave and Quadriki cave too. So, oh, and then I didn't mention much about the South, but there's baby beach that some people will drive all the way down South to all the way down South to go check out baby beach. And that's a really nice spot. And then zero over. So if you're going to go, okay, if you're going to go to baby beach, which is on the Southeast side, you've got to go to zero over, which is this place that does, it's like fried fish, but it's just this like institution, um, you know, right on the water and this kind of wooden, wooden dock that sits right by the water and it's just stunning. And there's, um, there's a spot called sea glass Island. That's another kind of sort of attraction. It's a small Island, just, just kind of off of where zero over is, but if you're going to baby beach, you got to stop at zero overs. It's just one of those, one of those touristy spots, but the, the fish is good and you're right on the water and it's a nice stop. If you're going to go check out the South side of Aruba. So check out baby beach. Go see Cerro Colorado. They've got a natural bridge and lookout point there and a lighthouse and, you know, kind of check out San Nicolas in the bottom. But uh, man, and even, oh, there's one concert I've got to tell you. So there's this one concert um, and it was near downtown, but they had this big stage and whatever. And it was, it was Rick Ross. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know all that much about Rick Ross, but uh, you know, he came and he was doing his like rosé and he had these like champagne and it was just, man, what a show. And so you go and you don't wear shoes and it's just like sand and amazing, like it's right by the ocean, you know? And so locals and tourists alike, it's just this like mingling and nice little food, food trucks. And, you know, I guess you could have that in any place. Right. But this stood out just cause like out of nowhere, you've, I, I don't know if it was just me not knowing that he was going to be there. Um, I just knew it was a concert, right? And so a, a group of us went and drove and so show up there. Oh, and then that was, what was it? My car, I couldn't get into my car. Or did I have a flat tire? I think I had a flat tire. So, oh man. So you get there, cr- park across the street, walk over. It's like this beach, beach concert. And again, like really kind of typical setup that you'd expect from, I guess, a, like a festival. It's this, bit, you know, a stage. And then you have some places where you can buy food and these food trucks and then, but you're right on like near the ocean. So, you know, this backdrop of the sea, but yeah, I just remember it was like artists that I didn't really know, whatever. And then everything it was dark and, and nighttime. And then just out of nowhere, it's Rick Ross with uh, champagne bottles. And then, <laughs> there was an after party at this Renaissance hotel and, and a bunch of the DJs that had been before Rick Ross were there. And there was a big party after that. That was really fun. But I, because <laughs> they had like a music week or something. It was music week. It must've been music week or something like that. So there are multiple nights of parties and things. And so that, that hotel has a, a pool. And so they do pool parties there sometimes, which that was a fun um, experience too. But, uh, yeah, so then after this show, I think it's like, I mean, past midnight, the Rick Ross, uh, spectacle ends. And again, like just so much champagne everywhere. I I was astounded by 
you know, it was kind of this typical, like you shake the champagne and it all flies out, but it was just bottles upon bottles of this, like Rose, his brand and, um, quite the show and he's quite the performer and it was fun. Uh, it was really fun, unexpectedly fun experience. Uh, cause I just didn't anticipate him being there and then go to my car and it's, <laughs> I couldn't, I either it was locked. No, I'm, I'm telling you, it must've been I'm pretty sure I had a flat tire. And so I had to kind of wait for someone to show up there. And I don't even know, did I taxi home? Man, I almost, I, I totally forgot about this before. I haven't really thought about this in a long time, but now that I came up with this Rick Ross. Yeah, so I, I got stuck there somehow and was like the only person with my friend in this parking lot and the car would not work. Um, I think inevitably it did. Maybe it wasn't a flat. Either somebody came to fix it or the car wouldn't turn on and they came and helped me with that. But somebody came to help and then I think it was all good. And that was, but it was like the middle of the night and I was stuck in this parking lot after Rick Ross. Oh, yeah. So of course, you know, you remember all memories of the past fondly because they crystallize and you kind of get this rose colored glasses idea. I'm sure in the moment I was pretty frustrated by that. Um, but endless yoga on the water, smoothie bowls and smoothies, you know, beautiful, beautiful sunsets and, uh, you know, a random Rick Ross concert if you're ever feeling bored. So, uh, Oh, Aruba again. I think this is my, my love letter to the place that I've never really fully said any of this out loud. So really glad to share with you both some logistics as well as my experience on the island. I hope I've done it justice. Um, I'll let you know when my Aruban sponsorship <laughs> comes through because they love this episode so much. If you know anyone working at Aruba Happy Island, you send this along. Um <laughs> uh, and yeah, I just want to thank you so much for listening. I think the next episode will do Australia since that's the next A country uh, on the list. Hopefully I'm not missing anything, but I think Aruba, Australia. Yeah, we'll head to to Brazil. And of course, we'll talk a bit about Canada because, you know, that's that's home. And uh, Croatia, another spot that's, you know, home in a big way for me too. So uh and Brazil, did I say Brazil? Brazil is totally on this list if I didn't. <laughs> so stay tuned for some more really exciting spots and how they captured my heart and soul. And uh, I really hope you enjoyed this one. And if you did, I would really appreciate if you subscribed, rated the show, wrote, wrote a comment, got in touch with me, sponsor an episode where you can donate cup of coffee, five bucks, and really helped me to continue to produce this show at the quality that it's at with this lovely microphone and setup so that it sounds good. So please do consider supporting the show in whatever way you see fit. It does make a difference. Every time we get a new review, it gets me very excited. And anytime someone reaches out or lets me know their thoughts on the show, sometimes I'll just get emails or messages. Hey, this episode really resonated with me. Loved it. That means a lot to me. So please do reach out and engage. It's why I do this show is to engage with you. So thank you so much for your, for your time and attention listening today. And I'll see you next time on the episode about Australia. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. It really helps the show when you like, review, subscribe, or donate to support the effort to continue producing 
amazing episodes just like this one. I look forward to seeing you again in another episode very soon, and take good care until then.